0: Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ask a Lawyer. This segment is brought to you by the Golden Eagle Casino in Apache, Oklahoma. I'm Kelly J. Lewis, and with me, of course, is Oklahoma Indian Legal Services Executive Director Stephanie Hudson.
1: Hello. Stephanie,
0: one of the main topics that we've been talking about here at Talk TalkJive Radio is uh, Corporations posing as indigenous uh, nations, and mm-hmm. I got to thinking ab- about that. And um, one of our our sponsors to that segment, in case anybody wants to see it, is the United Lenape Communities. Yeah, and that is a group of federally recognized Lenape tribes, Lenape bands, Delaware bands, and um, they're they're really um, engaged in 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 these kinds of issues so I just kind of wanted to talk about that on on our level because you know a lot of them are based in in the eastern United States and I think here in Oklahoma we take a lot for granted because there are so many native tribes and native organizations and and organizations that help natives like oils but there are a lot of organizations also that aren't native at all who pass themselves off as natives to get grant money and things like that.
1: Yeah, one of the big incentives to hold yourself out as a Native American are the small business administration loans, the minority owned business loans, that that's a big incentive for a person or a corporation or a business to hold themselves out as Native American. And uh, I was just doing a little bit of research on this and uh, the... Uh, Small Business Administration, apparently their their, uh, regulations or rules are a little bit lax as to what they require to prove that you're a Native American. Um, One of the stories that I read was that Kevin McCarthy the minority leader of the House of Rep- U.S. House of Representatives, he, uh, was, he or his family obtained a loan, holding themselves as Native American, saying that they had Native American heritage. It sounded very familiar, like um, their, the allegations that were made against, uh, against uh, Elizabeth Warren, that she stated that she was of, of uh, Native American heritage, and you know she just got ripped apart for <laughs> for claiming that, and uh, it seemed a little hypocritical for um, Kevin McCarthy to you know uh, to have a problem with Elizabeth Warren stating in her uh, someplace in her education fifty years ago that she was a Native American, and then him get money. <laughs> to <laughs> get get money for a small business administration loan uh, and- holding themselves as Native American heritage.
0: Well, and, and, and let's talk about that because we talk a lot about federal recognition and mm-hmm. what it means to be a federally yes. recognized tribe. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of tribes out there that only have state recognition. So what exactly. is the difference? What is the difference between the state recognized tribes only and the federally recognized tribes? Those tribes are only recognized within those state boundaries?
1: Yes, they're only recognized within those state boundaries. And the, the state-recognized tribes, they don't really qualify for benefits under, uh, you know, through the Bureau of Indian Affairs, through Indian Health Service. That's one of the big benefits that Native Americans receive from the federal government. And, and uh, it's a result of the broken treaties that the federal government agrees that we're going to provide, you know, health service for Native Americans due to, uh, you know, the, the treaties that were broken and the land that was taken away. Um, you know, we all have our stories about how we were mistreated by the Indian health service in, 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 our, in our lifetimes. But, uh, you know, it, for the most part, it, it's a great benefit because, you know, it. they, they do a great job. I think we've Talked about this before about helping natives keep their diabetes in check, and you know the the health service has done an amazing job of vaccinating. Uh, they have done a much better job than uh, the state of Oklahoma and this administration has done on vaccinating people in Oklahoma. But uh, getting medical medical uh, benefits is uh, a a big benefit that Native Americans have access to through the Indian Health Service and state recognized tribal members don't don't get that. They don't get um, um, assistance through the Bureau of Indian Affairs if there's anything that they need assistance with, you know, in terms of social services or or something like that. Um, Those tribes also don't receive assistance in regards to uh, running their tribe. The Bureau of Indian Affairs provides a great deal of assistance to tribes in um, just providing services to the tribes themselves. And the state recognized tribes don't don't get that. The state recognized tribes cannot get uh, federal funding. The you know a, a great deal of federal funding runs through tribes and benefits tribal members and benefits the communities that those uh, tribal the the tribal headquarters sit in. The the communities surrounding those tribes just greatly benefit from the federal funding that comes through the tribes in those situations. So uh the the state recognized tribes, you know they, they they really are trying to get to that point where they can be federally recognized, but there's a there's a pretty steep climb that you have to be able to get to in order to be able to be federally recognized.
0: Now let's talk about something else along with that. Okay, so that's just talking about tribal recognition. That's just talking Mm -hmm. about tribal recognition on a state level, on a federal level. Oklahoma, we don't have state recognized tribes here. We just don't. No. Um, But I want to talk about where it kind of gets sticky to me anyway. And that's when you're talking about nonprofits and nonprofit organizations, Mm -hmm. because you know i have uh i'm members of of various boards um Mm. in in different different industries and uh i had a group i i heard a pitch from a group who who said that they were American Indian, they were an American Indian organization, and they needed to make partnerships with American Indian tribes to help facilitate federal funds. And of course, as soon as I'm hearing this, uh, my wheels are starting to turn. So the. I asked is what are your board membership requirements Mm -hmm. are you required to have a majority of American Indian federally recognized American Indian citizens on your board and the answer was no Mm -hmm. well we just have to you know if they're descendants so so they don't actually have to carry a card then to be a part of your board, they just have to say somewhere in their familial history that there was an Indian somewhere, kind of like our our governor.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. And But the thing is, is that as a nonprofit, as we know, there are plenty of grants that that are only supposed to go to tribes, but it also says nonprofit. Nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Tribal, Mm -hmm. tribally, uh, affiliated and tribally designated nonprofit entities, if they can get those designations, then they do have
1: access to those federal funds, right? Yes, they do. They do. And that goes back to the regulations and the rules surrounding the federal funding is that there's there's no Um, you know, at the application process, when there is uh, an application made by somebody or an organization, there's no, um, there's no, certification or you no know, process in there to say that the organization is a nonprofit profit organi- uh, is an Indian organization. Um, you, you just have to state that you are an Indian organization. And, it, you know, there's no requirement that you provide uh, certificates of degree of Indian blood or anything like that. And, I, you know, I'm not sure about small business administration. Um, you, know, you know, and that kind of goes back to where, Indians we're a political classification and we have to have those certificate of degree of Indian blood where if you're a minority-owned business you don't have to have that you don't have to have that no yeah you don't, you don't. You, yeah you, you know you say just say you, you, say say you say just say you're like, black you're American, say you're Asian, no you say you're Asian you say you're Hispanic yeah so you know I and you know I you know I guess it goes back to you know In Oklahoma, you know, most anybody can almost trace some lineage back to some Indian because, you know, there's so much intermarriage and such. And so, you know, a lot of people think that, well, you know, my grandmother was, you know, that old Cherokee princess. princess.
0: (laughs) All of the descendants of the Cherokee princesses everywhere. (laughs) I know, exactly. (laughs) But you know but 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 that's what I'm asking is on that federal level, um, basically is is it kind of the same as that? Like basically you just say, oh I'm native and if they ask you for your bylaws and your bylaws just say native or whatever, I mean, and you don't even have to really I mean you can change those bylaws at any time. You don't even really have to operate as that. You can you yeah. can say it is suggested. Mm-hmm. it is you know and and the everything's in the wording so yeah. you could get by with a lot of different things mm-hmm. and so um one of the one of the stories them damn indians talked about was uh michelle latimer yeah. in um in canada mm-hmm. and her um claiming this native heritage that she said her grandpa had you know, I guess he hung out with an Indian dude at some point, and now and yeah. now they're native, you know, mm-hmm. and um that trickster production was a huge thing. it was huge for natives and and when we start getting into people passing themselves off as natives what does that do to us and to our political status to our status as mm-hmm. true natives because then right. you know, and you say hey I'm Indian and then automatically it's well we got to see your papers well this Michelle Latimer tore it for mm-hmm. everyone so now everybody's mm-hmm. got to show their CDIB kind of thing you know and and that automatically makes real indians and real natives it automatically makes it suspect well are you sure you're native and but but indians real indians we say our tribes yeah i I don't say i'm indian i say i'm pawnee
1: Exactly. Yeah, I, I have that conversation because I teach. So I have uh, students ask, uh, you know, all the time is what, how am I supposed to, you know, we, we do cultural competency classes and, you know, they, they say, well, what am I supposed to say? Native American, American Indian. And I always tell people, I very rarely say, oh, I'm a Native American or I'm an American. I don't think I've ever said I'm an American Indian. I always say I'm a Kiowa. So, you know, that that's how, you know, Indians, you know, talk to each other. Um, You know, you know, I think we've all been in those situations where we've been in a crowd and, you know, it's, you know, a crowd of all different, you know, kinds of people. And then you look across and you go. Indian, and you meet eyes, and you lock you eyes you. and everything, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you lock eyes, and then you wind up next to each other, and you, you're Indian, yeah, what tribe are you, and that, that's, you know, that's how we talk to each other, what tribe are you, uh-huh, and,
0: and nobody takes offense at that, and I think, no. I, think mm-hmm. that, I think a real, I think one of the major points to this, too, is it's not the Indians who don't recognize that these other people aren't Indians mm-hmm. its this larger society as a whole mm-hmm. that has romanticized and glamorized Indians and just says oh Indians well you must be you know you're automatically exotic you're automatically yeah. mm-hmm. you know x y and z mm-hmm. and and it's it's this want for these native stories it's that the want
1: for the stories really
0: find Hollywood and mm-hmm publishers Mm -hmm. and journalists and things like that to me anyway Mm -hmm. and so I don't even know where we would begin I don't even know if there is a legal process for us to handle this other than trying to get legislation or policy
1: passed I mean is what do you think I think that that's a lot of it is education I think that we are in a time in our society right now that it's okay to speak up and say uh, you know I'm Indian I'm black I'm Asian I'm I'm Hispanic um, for for many many. <laughs> Uh, for all generations <laughs> that the United States has been around. Um, you know, if you're, if you're uh, a person of color, you just kind of stayed back and you were supposed to know where your place was. And uh, I think that this is a, a, a time right now where it's important to, um, you know, speak up about Well, that person's not an Indian. Why are you giving them federal funding? Well, that person's not an Indian. Why are you giving them a a small business administration loan? And I think it's important to uh, teach people that it's okay to speak up now, Um, you know, before, you know, somebody questioned that, you know, well, the minority leader of the House of Representatives. He's not an Indian. Why is his family getting a small business administration loan? Then, you know, nobody listened to that. Nobody, nobody cared, nobody listened. You know, just say that that's, you know, the way that uh, things, uh, things go. But I think it's okay to speak up and bring those, to, uh, bring those out to everybody's attention.
0: Well, and again, that's, that's just something else to be taken away from Indians. That's mm-hmm. just, that's one yes. other thing, yes. that's one other place that the government and the white representatives within that government are taking mm-hmm. advantage of Indians once again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, there is. A lot of conversations going on right now about how um, how how the slaves they they built the United States the the white landowners would not have the wealth that they have right now if it weren't for the slaves who were working in the fields, who were building the buildings, uh, whether it was through slavery or whether it was through Jim Crow and, um, you know, you putting people in, putting people of color in jail and then using those people in jail to, uh, you know, have chain gangs and do all the work and everything. So, you know, this country is built on the backs of people of color and, uh, uh, non-people, non-people uh, who are uh, not of color <laughs> are, are the ones who are benefiting from the wealth of that. And, uh, you know, the the slaves and Jim Crow uh, blacks may have built it, but it was built on the land of the Native Americans. So, uh, you know, that that's what I'm trying to educate the students that I have in my classes now is that... The, what Native Americans are going through right now is generations of discrimination and having their property taken away from them and used to build wealth for people who took their land away from them.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we talk about these different um, corporations and things like that, but it's not necessarily corporations. I mean, um, you know, it's hobby I, groups you know, a lot of different, a lot of different things. And, you know, this, this flyer for the Choctaw Apache tribe of E-Barb, their
1: mm-hmm. 28th annual powwow and Choctaw Apaches. What? What? <laughs> I sent that to a friend of mine who was Choctaw. on. He said, yeah, I've heard of them. And I said, of the two tribes that are of the most disparate backgrounds, to bring them together and say, oh, yeah, we're historically a tribe. Really? <laughs> but, and as someone as someone
0: who grew up in KCA territory, Kiowa, Comanche, Apache, yeah. with actual Apaches like it's like wh- how did they get mixed up with the
1: Choctaws did they even go know, the, well the only place that I can think of that you would mix up Choctaws and Apaches is maybe Warrica. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where the Choctaw Apache
0: population
1: started maybe so I mean I guess anything's possible, but um, because that's as far east as I can think some Apaches might go and then there is, you know, there's Choctaw land in uh, Southern Oklahoma, in yeah. Southwest Oklahoma. So that's why I said, that's the only place that I can think of. There's Choctaw land down there and there's Apaches down there, <laughs> but no, this is some made up group They yeah, you know,
0: the, the MC is Herbert Chicken Dog Johnson, like mm-hmm. chicken dog, what? Mm-hmm. And then, and, and, but, but I think the thing that concerns me the most after, after you get to crack up at everything is Sabine Parish Tourist Commission. There you go. So they it's have a, it's a an economic profit backing them. Mm-hmm. So they get to apply for funds and get money handed to them mm-hmm. for this fake tribal organization. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And... What is this state? What are these people? What is this parish doing for other natives in their area?
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Because
0: I can I can you or I or anybody else can go on the Federal Register, go look at the Federal Register and look at all of the federally recognized tribes. They are there. Mm-hmm. And I doubt very seriously that the Choctaw Apaches of Ebarb in Noble Louisiana even
1: exists. Right. Oh, they're not on the that they, they are not a federally recognized tribe. Very definitely not a federally recognized tribe. You
0: and know, so, I under, you I mean, know I, wrapping up. I think that. Um, it's like I said, this is, this is, it's not new to us here in any country, not by a stretch, but I think the, the, the new issues, just like you said, are that we are allowed to talk about this now and, Mm -hmm. and we're actually gaining, not allowed, but people actually listening to natives now going, hey, that person doesn't belong to our tribe. Those, mm-hmm. That's not our history. These aren't right. our traditions. That person mm-hmm. isn't a member on our role. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's going to take Um, American Indian tribes, especially the federally recognized Indian tribes to start um, getting a louder voice Mm -hmm. with these things and standing up. I don't know if you start with the federal funding aspect of it. I don't know if you start with that state recognition of Hey, these these there's a difference between federally
1: recognized tribes because surely the states have to understand that, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I you know like I said I think it's you know educating uh, legislators you know anytime that anybody gets an opportunity to you know educate a legislator about you know uh, you know. what what are the requirements to receive this federal funding and you know i think that's the key right there is uh corporations or nonprofit organizations or groups who are trying to economically benefit off of this it's one thing to say that you know my my family is Choctaw, but um, they didn't sign the roles. But, you know, we have records where other family members signed the roles. So we know we're Choctaw, but we're no, we know we're not. uh, We can't enroll Choctaw. We've got other family members. We want to spend time with them. We embrace the culture. We want to learn more about it because we're descended from that. I think it's one thing to, you know, just be interested and want to learn more about it. and, you know, even, even people who, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, use their leisure time to learn more about culture and stuff. I think that's one thing, you know, and, and Indians have always embraced people who want to come and learn and want to uh, participate and want to join them. But I think it's different when you've got a group that wants to make money off of it and is only looking at the dollar signs that it are attached to the idea of being an Indian
0: I think also too. It's one thing to want to learn, and and it's 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 hard being an older Indian and going back and trying to learn different cultural things from your tribe. Yeah. Because I I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up. Wow, yeah. we, we did too.
1: We did too.
0: So when you go and you want to learn and you want to, it's like, well, how come you don't know this? Well, I didn't grow up around it. I exactly. I, I wasn't. I, it's not my fault. I wasn't. I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with that, but it's really hard to be taken seriously by your own tribe when you're trying to learn their customs. And then, you know, people come in are from the outside and then take what they want, take what they want, and then start a whole new set of Mm -hmm. traditions Mm -hmm. and customs and different Mm -hmm. things like that. And you know, I, I think that's a double edged sword where you have to educate your tribal members so they can call it out.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, yes, it's 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 very interesting to to see how um, how they get around the legal bounds mm-hmm. uh, of these things. Right. And so, how um, in our last couple of minutes, how do tribes or tribal organizations who are legitimately missing out? On this funds, these funds that are set aside for them, what would be their first step? Who, where would they, like, legally speaking, what, what would their options be, if any?
1: You know, if a, if a tribe, you know, what, what I would be concerned about is if a tribe or a nonprofit group that is a tribal group is um, not able to get some type of funding, but then there's a group over here that did get funding and they're and they you know can't tie themselves to a tribe or to uh, tribal members that that's when I would you know be contacting that funder or that uh, funding source and asking questions about you know how how did this group get funded but uh, you know our tribal group didn't get funded, why are you calling that uh, um, funding for for tribal members, are they serving tribal members or are they just using that in order to make money off of that, that's you know that's where I would start questioning.
0: Interesting. But yeah, it, it's going to take each individual tribe to do that too. It's going to take somebody who can dedicate Mm -hmm. time to doing that. So hopefully Mm -hmm. our tribes will um, recognize that, that this, these issues need to be addressed and prioritize and devote uh, the time and the resources to do that. Right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ask a Lawyer. It's brought to you by the Golden Eagle Casino in Apache, and we thank them as our sponsors this week. Be sure to tune in next week. If you missed any of our conversation, all you got to do is catch up with this wherever you get your podcast. I'm Kelly J. Lewis with Stephanie Hudson, Oklahoma Indian Services executive director. We'll (laughs) catch you back here next week. This segment is brought to you by the Golden Eagle Casino in Apache. Have a great day, everyone.